when you are enjoying a sexual act with another and and you are in it because of the enjoyment of it for the enjoyment of it you are never seeking to harm the harm that springs from sex comes from the judgment and the fear and comes from wanting to exert power all lower vibrational thinking so cat wanders david strickle have you been i have been great how about yourself i've been wonderful as well we know that because we talk to each other every day <laughs> yeah, i love it when i start off with a bs question right so, i am sending selfies of our encounters over the week <laughs> yes so Kat, those of you who don't know who Kat is, Kat was the editor of my first book, The Stream, Eternal Wisdom for a Better Life. She is a best-selling author herself, and she is now the co-author of our latest yet-to-be-published book, The, the Taya Practice is what we're calling it at the moment. And somebody may have a different idea of that than that in the future, I don't know. But we're, we're writing a book together. Uh, we've been working on it for almost three years. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <we> Three-year <laughs> project. Yeah. So uh, it, it's it's uh, it's it's almost finished, but there's still some some things that we're going in and really perfecting. This is going to be a big one, but we're actually not talking about the book today. Maybe we another talking, episode. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking about sex. I think you've been on here talking about <laughs> sex before, and, and I think you're going to become the Taya sex expert. Yeah. I uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's happened. <laughs> so I do have a side sex coaching business, so I guess it, I guess it fits. But well, there you go. <laughs> you can you can plug that if you want. <laughs> God, the the business, the business, like the business, if you want. Sorry, we're already having a good time. We, we, this is going to be a fun podcast. So so hang tight. This is going to be a very fun podcast. We have a lot of fun together. Very high vibe fun, nothing's off limits uh, ever on this podcast, ever with the stream, ever with me, and certainly not with Kat either. Definitely. And she has been on before talking about topics regarding sex. Uh, she is the Taya Sexpert. If you don't know, if you've just stumbled upon this podcast, I'll catch you up a little bit. Uh, my name is David Strickle. I'm a channel of source consciousness that I call the stream, hence the stream of David. I channel not on every single episode of this podcast, but I channel a lot on this podcast. Uh, Kat is someone that's been working with me ever since I started sharing the stream's wisdom publicly years ago. And as I mentioned, she edited my first book and co-authored my second book. And we are going to co-author many, many more together. She's also a graduate of my Taya Bootcamp program. The Taya practice stands for Trusting Your Abundance. It's a spiritual mindset program based on the teachings of the stream. And we talk about Taya on here all the time. Uh, I always say I have a boot camp program, yes, but I teach Taya everywhere. So the Taya practice is something that anyone who wants to operate their lives from a higher level, flowing with universal law as opposed to against universal law, the way that we're taught to do in this society, Taya is for you. Trust your abundance. And we teach it all over the place. So listen to this podcast. You'll learn more about the Taya practice. Uh, watch our live videos on YouTube, on Instagram, we're on TikTok, we're everywhere teaching Taya all the time. And the latest book that Ta that Kat and I have spent nearly three years writing together is about the Taya practice, but we're probably still a year or so away from actually publishing that. <laughs> Hopefully not that long, but possibly uh, that long away from actually getting it uh, fully, fully ready for publication. 
So we teach it in the meantime, all over the place. And Kat is our resident Taya sexpert. We're going to dive into whatever topics regarding that, that you want to dive into. And I'll even channel the stream and you can talk to the stream about it. Just, Excellent. just don't proposition them. They, they hate it when that happens. <laughs> oh, they never told me they hated that. <laughs> they don't, they don't judge anything. That's the thing about the stream. They, 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 they are not human beings. And they do not think like human beings. There, it is a consciousness that I share that is definitely non-judgmental. It is a consciousness that I share that explains the meaning of life, how the universe was and continues to be created and expanded, why positive and negative exist, why we struggle, why we judge, why life goes the way that it does. They explain all of that very, very clearly but they do not judge. There are no rules coming from them. And they are, they are not physical or, or formerly physical people. They're not dead people. It is, it is the consciousness that is the universe that is part of all of us. And I've gotten to really, 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 really understand that, that we all have our version of the stream flowing and that our rules that we have here as human beings have nothing to do with them. All of our earthly rules are, are humanity's rules. So the, 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 oh my gosh, that's too much. That's too far. You shouldn't go there. That doesn't sound spiritual to me. All of that judgmental stuff. And we all do it to, to some degree. The stream doesn't think like that. The stream doesn't operate like that. So you can ask them anything that you want. They are not going to judge your, your lifestyle, your questions, your behaviors. They don't judge any of it but we do, we're humans, so <laughs> a little yep. bit. Well, we're all judgmental. You have to just admit that. And, and the more I detune fear and the more I detune judgment in my life, the better my life goes for sure. But it's a natural reaction to discern your preferences. Mm -hmm. So you can have a preference toward or away from something and that's fine. But where we get ourselves into trouble is when we start needing other beings to behave in such a way that pleases us or aligns with our desires. Think if, if we got rid of that, if you define discernment as simply discerning your preference, you're into that or you're not, you want that or you don't, and that's it. Mm -hmm. And get rid of the judgment factor. The, I don't want this for me, so you should not have that for you. And you need to live your life in a way that pleases me or even live your life in a way that I understand. If you get all of that out of the equation, just think of where humanity would be. Yeah. Just a whole society. So much stuff could be bypassed. Yeah, so much stuff. So we're going to build a compound and everyone that believes this way, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we're all going to move there. We're going to arm ourselves. It's going to be great. We're going to do it in Texas, of course, by home state. <laughs> we can do any damn thing that we want. Maybe Waco, you know. <laughs> And then we're going to demand that no one be judgmental. So, of course, because <laughs> that's how we will we execute operate. you if you're judgmental. No, I'm to we're totally joking here, people. We're totally joking. <laughs> Please don't write uh, letters. We have to like, have a little letters. light that goes on when we're just when we're being sarcastic or we're joking because it's just <laughs> constant. We are just kidding. There's no compound. There may be a con. There might be a retreat or something. We might have to do like a, re a stream retreat center. That'd be cool. I've been thinking about that more and more lately. I want to do a big event with the Taya Masters that we have like our little thing and then lots of people can come in and see you channel publicly. I've been envisioning that lately. 
So yeah. anybody let's listening, a, envision that with me and let's make it happen. <laughs> we're definitely going to do that. We're definitely going to do that. And we're going to do a virtual one. And you brought up a really good point. You don't even know about this yet. We're doing a virtual stream summit on Saturday, April 17th of 2021. So if you're listening to this in real time, uh, we will soon have a way for, so mark your calendars. It's going to be a four hour event from 9am to 2pm Pacific on April 17th, a four hour stream event where you can, um, you can buy tickets, you can come and you will be on zoom with me channeling the stream. You won't be watching it typing in a question, hoping that you're hoping that your question is read. Uh, you know, we do that a lot and we do that for free all over the place, but this is going to be a really cool event. This is going to be a virtual summit that you can come on to. I don't have all the details because we literally just literally just settled on a date a moment ago. And it's interesting that you brought that up because I'm really excited about that. So that's going to be April 17th from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Pacific, a four, full four hours with a little intermission in the middle of it so we can all take a break come back and, uh, and I'm going to channel and everyone that's on ha will have an opportunity to um, we're going to limit it to, I think a hundred participants. Uh, so everyone that's on will have a chance to do some sort of interaction with stream. See, look how quickly I just manifested that man. <laughs> did instantaneously. And then I cannot wait to do it in person. I cannot wait yeah. to do it because I've channeled live in person and it's just an amazing experience. And mm -hmm. I just remember coming out of it and we had several people come up and, and just sit and, and ask questions. And then when they pretty much said, okay, time is up, the next the next you know presenter is coming up, there was a whole line of people to come up and talk to the stream. That was a very cool feeling. Awesome. Just the collective vibe was so high. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you talk to the stream all the time. You talk to the stream pretty regularly. Yes, I do. <laughs> Weekly lately. I've, I've been I've been talking to them a lot lately. <laughs> but you still have questions and you have questions that you want to ask on a podcast so other people can hear your question and the answer. Mm -hmm. So I can't wait to hear what those questions are. And of course, I don't remember a lot of things on my channel, so I'll probably will hear it after the fact. Or if it's if it's crazy enough, I may be in the background thinking, oh my God, I can't believe she asked that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've heard about the, I've heard about that afterward from you. It's like, I don't Stream even remember. Care, though. Yeah, I don't even remember how it came up once, but you were channeling, and I, I somehow I turned the topic to sex, and it was completely out of left field. <laughs> and, yeah, and you just came out of that like, okay, well, I didn't know Kat was going to do that. But <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Well, and the stream just goes with the flow, you know, when they're not, they're not making fun of me for wanting my, uh, what, what is it they said the other day in mastery that David wants to move to Texas and start Texas a and alpaca ranch. They might have said llamas. llamas. <laughs> yeah. They had different plans for me because I, I want the smaller <laughs> alpaca, not uh, alpacas, not the llamas. llamas. Alpacas are a lot nicer than llamas too. Yeah. They're a, a, a sunnier disposition, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Not yeah. not all llamas are that persnickety, but all the llamas I've worked with have been um, temperamental. So, yeah. Well, of course, Michael's only impression of Texas now is that it's uh, you know this tundra, this frozen tundra of no no electricity. And I had yeah. to tell him that you know this what just happened in Texas has not happened since the year I was born. 1968 yeah. was the last time they got hit with these temperatures, and and I was yeah. born in Texas in 1968. Yep. Yeah, so it's been a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Long, long time. 53 years. <laughs> because I'll be 53 next week. That's how I know that. So crazy. But yeah. Well, actually this week, gosh, no, it's Thursday. I'm 53 wow. on the 25th. Yeah. So like in a couple of days. Yeah. In a couple of days, crazy. I'll be 53 years old. 
Wow. When we first started talking, you were about to turn 50. So that's wow. interesting. <laughs> Crazy. It seems like oh, decades right. ago, though, not just a few years, right? <laughs> well, it just seems like we've known each other forever. Yep. Well, let's dive into the topic at hand. No pun intended. All right. All right. Well, do you have anything you want to ask me first or do you just want me to go? No, I think, uh, do, do you want to just talk? You just want to talk to the stream. You don't care about talking to me, all right? I'm, well, I mean, I do want to talk um, to the stream. I'm, I'm also kind of curious about like, I mean, I think there's there's wisdom to be had in the conversation with you too, but we could talk afterward, especially because like as a gay male, I think you and I have very different perspectives on sexuality than a lot of people do, so. Quite possibly. <laughs> quite possibly. Quite possibly. Or maybe quite definitely. <laughs> quite definitely, indeed. Okay, so let's let's do this. Let's take a break and we'll bring in the stream and you can chat with the stream and then we'll spend a little more time on the other side of the stream, sort of unpacking whatever they share between us. Oh, that was cute. On the other side of the stream. I like the that. Side of the stream. <laughs> All we'll right. We'll be right back with the stream. The Taya practice is changing lives all over the world. Listen to what just a few of our Taya Bootcamp graduates have to say. Taya practice has taken my professional life, me to a new level of abundance and happiness and joy on a daily level of existence that I didn't even know was possible. This work is profound. If you do the Taya Bootcamp and maintain a daily practice, you will fundamentally change your life. It changes everything about you, and it, it, it will affect all other aspects of your life, your health, your, your career, your money, your relationships. And I think that certainly has helped with my anxiety, with my mental health. I'm realizing that, wait a second, I do deserve the best in life. If you're ready to release fear and old limiting beliefs and learn to truly trust the universe to deliver all your desires, then it's time for you to join Taya Bootcamp. Visit thestreamofdavid.com forward slash TYA today and book your free discovery meeting. We are here. Hello again. It's always a pleasure to be here with you. We understand that you have some questions for us. I do indeed. So let's dive right in. I am curious about the topic of sex in this society and how so many people are conditioned to believe that it's, it's bad or filthy, or even those who don't believe that, believe that it's only okay under certain parameters. So I'm particularly curious throughout this conversation on the topic of open relationships, which we've talked about before, and also um, non-monogamy, whether it's agreed upon or not. So um, if you have anything to say on those topics, I'd love to hear it, or I can get into some specific questions. We will begin by, by laying a foundation that your physical desires, your, your, your sexual desires come quite naturally to you. And when we say you, we, we are speaking of all of humanity, that you are sexual beings the, the, the physical pleasure that is experienced in, the, in, in, in sexual acts, if you will, is, is a natural stimulating experience that, that you enjoy very much. 
that you desire very much and, and it waxes and wanes throughout your experience and certainly with your, your general vibration. And it's something that is developed as, as a, as, as a component of the, the, what you have labeled the reproductive process, but that is not the only reason for it. The, 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 the desire is part of the natural expansion of your environment. The desire is, 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 is something that you enjoy very much that you, you are going to do that can produce offspring. It, it is, does not have to produce offspring. It can be a result of. And because of that, in this period that we speak of often, that, that, that we have labeled society building, your, your period of, of great social engineering that humanity has, has experienced, that humanity has created and experienced, that stems from your brains becoming more highly developed as you have become more sophisticated eternal beings you flowed through through many forms of, of being in endless environments and in the earthly environment you emerged as the most intelligent beings in your environment as far as physical beings go <clears throat> and in this creation of societies there was the formation of rules and traditions and customs. And many of these rules and traditions and customs focused on the expansion of the society, the safety, the health of the, the society. The, the ones who emerged as leaders came to understand that the consumption of certain foods could, could lead to your demise. So those foods were, were, were guided against that there was safety in numbers, that there was commerce to be had in, in trade and in, in bringing human beings together in groups and in forming boundaries and protecting themselves as a group from things that wanted to, to eat them to other groups. And being that you, you have an ego drive, all physical creation has its own version of an ego drive. The, 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 the soul consciousness calling you forth through your life experience and your human consciousness, your ego driving you through it. And in this ego drive becoming more developed in, in humanity, the, the idea of, of taking on a leadership role and exerting some control over the group stimulated the ego. And there were others who, whose ego was not as is evolved, if you will, that needed the leadership, that wanted to follow, that wanted to be essentially told what to do, what to think how to behave, how to be part of the society. Wanted to be included, not excluded. And all of these desires were harnessed 
And the, the fear mechanism that was already present, that fear mechanism that is a component of your ego that kept you out of harm's way was exploited to some degree. And, and, and we are not judging the exploitation of it. We are simply pointing out that there was an awareness that was arrived at that the fear mechanism was a way of controlling. And the, the benevolent end of that, and there's contrast on all topics in a physical environment, as we have shared often, that the positive end of that is, is, is that these societies were created and that, that humanity moved out of the food chain, that humanity created shelter and, 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 and transportation and modes of communication. And, and, and look what all you have created now as you've come through this period of social engineering. The positive is that you have created all that you have. You have created well beyond what you consider nature. And now you are moving through that period of needing to be controlled to that degree. And your sexual identity, your sexual behaviors, your rules around sexuality all developed through this period that we just described. And notice that your religious rules very much focus upon the safety and security and health and well-being as perceived by the leadership of the community. Don't eat the thing that's going to, to, to kill you potentially. Those types of religious laws came from the fact that certain foods were, were, were not good for you. The, the, the not eating of pork or unclean animals, these things, these types of rules, the, the, the sexuality rules came from the same place. The, the idea that understanding that the sex drive would, would cause human beings to step outside of the rules. The sex drive was so strong and continues to be so strong that, that th those rules would be easily broken. For the, the, the immediate gratification that, that, that the acts produced. And the leadership understood that placing a lot of rules around the sexual behavior and trying to funnel all of the members of the community into male-female family units, certainly that evolved over time. There were many iterations of that over time. And, and not every society went that direction, but that became the mainstream. The, the, the idea of, 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 of opposite gendered people getting together to produce more people became a, a topic of focus in many societies, not all, but many. And, and what evolved to the mainstream was the idea of anything other than that being taboo, but having different levels of taboo. This is where also the, the idea of gender identity emerged. Certainly in the beginning, look at the animals of your planet. You are an extension of that. You cannot necessarily look at a male or female dog via its expression and, and discern whether it is a male or female dog or, or any other animal. Certainly there are some variations in coloration and things like that that you have, but in general, the, the difference is biological, the, the, the reproductive system. Humanity in its earlier forms were like that and continue essentially to be like that, though you've evolved apart a bit 
via your desires to express yourselves differently. But much of this expression is conditioning, is taught. It's learned behavior, how you dress, how you arrange your hair, whether you wear makeup or not, how you, the, the types of, of careers and interests that you have. Much of this is, is, is vibrational as all things are, as far as having a, a, what you would call a natural set of desires in one direction or another, but not for all. And there are certainly beings that project themselves into a, a human experience with the understanding that they are projecting themselves in such a way that they are going to have desires that develop right off the bat that are counter to what their society is dictating. And, and this creates contrast in the experience. And from the eternal perspective, you are here for the contrast. And the, the higher level of sophistication the soul consciousness is seeking, the greater the contrast you will be projected into. So the idea of the assigned sexual identity and sexual behaviors, all of that is human creation. We are not judging any of it. The, the, the taboos and, and, and things of this nature, when you really peel back the layers of such things and, and understand the origin of them and understand that they were not always, that these are human created rules. Your religions are all human created. So the, the, the practice of religion around a set of teachings is always going to be a human creation. Eternal law is just that. It's very simple. It is not as complex as your religions tend to be. And look at how many different iterations of religion you have and how many different sets of rules and variations of you have. And you can date back and, and begin to study and see evidence of, of things that are, are no longer allowed within your modern day religions, typically that evolution of thought is evidence, is your evidence that there is truly no right or wrong being dictated from us. Your behavior is just that, it's your behavior, it's your choice, it's the discernment of your own preference. So we are not judging any of it. However, your society does often judge it. And when you are choosing to, to, to partake in certain things or not, you are discerning your preference, but very often you are all discerning your preferences based on the perceived judgment that you may encounter because of it. And all of this is your choice, whether you participate in it or not. But if you want to get into the topic of what is cheating and, and, and what is infidelity and, and what is right and what is wrong, the, 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 the baseline of neutrality. We, we speak of neutrality, everything above neutral being connected to our energy and everything below neutral being disconnected from our energy. If you would like to establish a universal baseline for human behavior, the, the, the things that are, are destructive, the things that you consider negative, the things that you consider bringing harm would all be below neutrality. Because when you are connected to our energy, you are not looking to bring harm for the sake of bringing harm. But you are connected to our energy, perhaps viewing life and death and, 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 and things of that nature very differently. 
we are not going to guide you toward or away from any of this. And we are not saying that if you are acting out below neutral, that you are being sinful or wrong or that you're going to be judged by us. You are simply separating yourselves from our consciousness, from pure positive. And in the separation from pure positive, you act out in ways that tend to be damaging to yourselves and others. But you can be above neutral and, 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 and still do things that some consider damaging. In fact, your killing of an animal for your food is a natural aspect of, of your environment. Think about the vibration that you're in when you are ending the life of an animal on your planet for your food in comparison to ending the life of something for the enjoyment of the ending of it. Uh -huh. you, you all understand that there is a different vibration there. We say you all understand. Perhaps you do not all understand because there are some that judge that as wrong, certainly. And in their bubble of reality that they have created for them, that is wrong. And we are not judging that. But innately, you all understand. You come to your planet understanding that. So when we say you all understand, we are referring to that, but you pick up ideas, you pick up beliefs, and you create your bubbles of reality. And in creating your bubbles of reality, you, you, you are adding a lot of right and wrong for you. And, and some are adding right and wrong for everyone else. And with that, and, and that is the, the difference between discerning your preference and judging others. So the, the judgment of others is, is, a, is, 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 a, is a sticky situation for all of you. Because when you are judging the behavior of others, you're automatically lowering your vibration in the judgment of them. Because we are not judgmental. So in that moment, you are having to separate yourself from our energy to go down below neutral into judgment. Which is not the same as discerning your preference. We are very much at one with you when you are discerning your preferences. You like this, you do not like that. You prefer the sun, you do not like the snow. Or you prefer living in, 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 a, in a lifestyle where you are out all night and, and sleep all day. Any of those things that you discern for you, you are discerning in high vibration as long as you are not discerning them from a place of fear. But when you discern your preferences from a place of fear, you are dropping down below neutral yet again. So this above neutral and below neutral, we are not about measuring things the way that, that physical beings, and in this case, humanity, tends to focus. So we have created this idea of this vibrational spiral and this idea of vibrational flow and this, this neutral baseline to help you understand our teachings. And there is plenty of gray in all of that. In, in fact, there is gray in all things. There are variations of ideas. Is this harmful? Is this not? To what degree is it harmful? Because we are not judging any of it. All of it becomes positive. But as human beings, you have your preferences. 
So the things that that harm other beings are distasteful to you, and and you you acting out in a distasteful way is always going to be a result of you being down your spiral always. Because when you are up your spiral and you are loving and trusting and believing, there is there is no vibration there for you to harm yourself or others. And by harm, we mean intentionally inflict something for the joy of it. We do not necessarily mean ending the life of an animal on your planet for your food. We wanted to make that distinction because that question is in people's minds as they're consuming this information. Take that and, and, and flip that over to the sexual topic. When you are enjoying a sexual act with another and, and you are in it because of the enjoyment of it, for the enjoyment of it, you are never seeking to harm. The harm that springs from sex comes from the judgment and the fear and comes from wanting to exert power, all lower vibrational thinking. So when, when you are, and when we speak you, once again, we are speaking of humanity, when humanity desires to force a sex act on another, that is always going to be below neutral. You, you innately understand that, but there is something developed in the ego where the ego is, is giving permission to harm another or to take something from another and, 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 and negotiates that that's okay in that moment, but is always below neutral. When you are, are, are seeking to have that type of experience with one who is not understanding or, or, or not desiring or, 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 or not consenting, as you, as you often say, that's always going to be down the spiral. And, and we will touch on the, the, the desiring part because you have all created a baseline of age where consent is okay and where consent is, is not okay because of, uh, of an age. That is a human creation, but that is a, a brilliant example of contrast. The positive contrast is that you have decided that you wanna take your children and keep them children and protect them from more mature minds who might manipulate them into something that they are not quite understanding. We are not judging that. We are not judging that at all. But very often the very harsh judgment that is, is very black and white with no allowing of gray area on that topic can be very damaging. For example, a, a, a an 18-year-old and a 17-year-old in a relationship, and, and suddenly the 18-year-old is a criminal and the 17-year-old is not. And then, then hanging that label on them for the rest of their lives. You, you have these examples of contrast on all topics, certainly. So you, you have these things that you put in place to protect a group of people, and inevitably that's going to backfire in some ways. You're in a contrasting environment, so, so that you are not going to solve that in a contrasting environment but you can seek to solve it. You can seek to do better. You can seek to evolve on all topics. And on the topic of sex, when you are, are speaking of two consenting adults, the, the judgment around the acts of two consenting adults has, has evolved quickly in a short amount of time for many. 
there was a time when David was growing up that the idea of, of, of homosexuality was a major taboo in, in, in his community. So much so that he thought if he revealed that part of himself that he would surely be killed. And there are certainly places on your planet where you can still be killed for that by the government. So those taboos still exist. And in the idea of, of infidelity within a relationship, the idea of this contract of marriage that is absolutely a human creation and, and, and being wrong for stepping out of that, that is all human judgment. But there are elements of that where you are indeed agreeing with one another. And then you, you are understanding that when you step out of that agreement, that you are potentially harming the other. We are not here to judge any of it, but we understand that you have some questions around it and, and are wanting to, to set up some of your own parameters. So with that, we will take your questions. With that. So my questions, I mean, I suppose they do involve some of my own parameters, but also those of like friends and <clears throat> clients of um, like personally, I'm in an open relationship where those parameters don't necessarily exist. And um, we've talked, I've talked with you, the stream about this before and how there's nothing wrong with having multiple partners, but what about those who are living monogamously because they were taught that that's what they're supposed to do. And then they're coming to realize that monogamy isn't necessarily what they want yet they don't want to lose the you know the family life understand that we we have spoken about this 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 breaking out of of your period of society building and, and you have been collectively as, as humanity doing this in linear time not that long but in comparison to your lifetimes we are speaking of, of the last 50 to 100 years where you are really beginning to question these things and momentum is picking up on stepping away from the, the traditional model of one man, one woman in a relationship, in a marriage, producing offspring. And that has evolved rapidly and continues to evolve rapidly. And notice that your every generation is born more up to speed with that where you, you will do studies and find that the, the ones born now and the ones born 20 years ago are, are much less inclined to do that than the ones born 30 and 40 and 50 years ago to even think that way. And in fact, sexuality has evolved so rapidly that since David's high school experience, he was sharing very recently that in his high, high school experience, no one was openly gay. And when, when, when he was uh, when he was the guardian for Tatiana and, and she was in school and in California, it was extremely different. She, she, she listed off pansexuals and asexuals and bisexuals and trans people all in her one group. The, the world is evolving quickly on these topics to where sexuality that, that used to be bound up in a set of rules is, is now being explored in multiple directions and, and, and the fluidity that, 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 that is more in line with humanity's thought process is emerging. 
humanity is, is moving out of this period of needing all of that structure and questioning the need for it, also noticing that it was not working for the generations prior to, to the degree that was presented as reality. The, the, the truth is surfacing about so many relationships that were not what they were presented as. And so you're, you're moving into an era where especially your younger people and, and many who, who are, are far older in human years are, are starting to rethink things and discern their preferences differently. And you have this natural desire to experience new things and perhaps even new things with new people. And having to, to, to label that as something that's wrong or evil or sinful or having it destroy a family unit that was functioning otherwise is a choice. Where we guide you is, 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 if you, to, to, is always going to be to removing fear and judgment. That, that, that is the card we will always pull for all of you. Remove fear and judgment on any topic and gain clarity. Remove fear and judgment on the topic uh, of wanting to step out and, and behave different sexually. And understand that this, this long-held vibration of the family unit in many cases is so well-developed that that's not something that you're just going to flip a switch for many and just change. So if you are in a scenario where you are in a relationship that is identified as monogamous and you are desiring this, this stepping out, as we will label it, understand that there are consequences in acting out of fear and judgment in doing such. Because if you're not honest about what you're doing, why are you not being honest about it? Because you fear the consequences because you're judging it as wrong, yet you're doing it anyway. And we understand that there's a spark of excitement in, in breaking the rules sometimes because you are freedom-seeking beings. You seek freedom and joy. And your desire to experience something different, someone new, a different experience on, on such a powerful topic. And, and, and notice how this very powerful topic that is so loaded with taboo and, and re negative reaction very often. It's so prevalent. Look at how much it drives in your society. In your adult society, sexual gratification is, is a main driver of, of what you may call abundance of joy. But being that you're in a contrasting environment, it can also be a main driver of pain, of, of emotional pain, of, of, of understanding that there is so much judgment loaded into this by some that you are going to have to come to terms with being okay with their judgment. And you still have societies that, that, that have strict penalties, legal penalties around your behavior sexually. So this is a problem that is evolving for humanity in that you are seeking to solve it. That is the purpose of all of your contrast. That is the purpose of all of your problems. So the, the, the contrasting topic of society building did indeed create societies, which allowed you to get to the place where you are now. That, that creation was the vehicle for humanity to get here. And then here you are in this period of awakening. Here you are in this great period of transition for humanity. This is a period of transition. 
we have been saying that since David began sharing us. That is why we are flowing at this time. Because you are transitioning to more sophisticated beings as humanity, as your planet Earth environment. And in this up-leveling of sophistication, and it's not the first up-leveling of sophistication, certainly you've had these different eras where you have moved out of the food chain and you've moved into shelters and you've created transportation, you have created communication, and then you've created other layers of communication that allow you to come together and share ideas like never before. And in those sharing of ideas, you are becoming more sophisticated as human beings and you're becoming more sophisticated, you're questioning your, your institutions of control. And those institutions of control very much are centric around your government and your religion. And notice that both have laws and rules and, and, and customs around these things, this, this sex topic. They wanna control behavior, they wanna control reproduction. They wanna they want control what you're doing in your time. Are you serving the advancement of the society in their opinion or are you not? And there is a widely held idea that if you're just off in orgies all the time, that nothing's getting done. And the fear is, is that if you unleash the judgment and the, the penalty for sexual behavior, everyone will be just off in orgies all the time. But notice you are more sophisticated than that. You all possess the ability to, to do that now. All of you within our earshot are, 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 are certainly possessing the ability to, to do some form of that, even if you're having to hide a bit to do it. Yet you do not. You, you, your minds are developed and, and, and have multiple interests beyond just that. And part of what makes that so appealing is the taboo of it. David has moved through periods of his life where he completely broke free of all the taboos and, and, and did anything and everything that he wanted to do. And then tired of that and moved away from the topic and may move toward it in the future. As a vibrational being, you are all waxing and waning on every topic because your minds flow to different places at different times for different reasons. It all enriches your life experience, but chastising yourself, holding yourself away from something that you, you, you have such a strong desire for is your choice. We are not going to judge you for that either. But if you, you are depriving yourself of an element of this physical experience that you came here to have, understand that that deprivation is your choice even if it's just mental. There, there are things that some of you who, who are hearing this will not even allow yourselves to fully think about. So use the does it harm another baseline if it helps. We are not, a, we are not assigning that. But as a tool for humanity, use that as your baseline. Are you harming another? And if you are harming another, is, is there a way for you not to harm another and do that which you desire? We, we are not delivering a rule. We are delivering guidance on how you can operate your lives at a higher level. So the harming another, the, 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 the potential harming of yourselves, the, the, the placing your hands in the fire for the joy of it, 
discern to do that or not, but understand that if you remove fear and judgment, you gain clarity. And if you are up your spiral, you're not going to do anything that is going to intentionally harm another. There are certainly, there are certainly subjects on these topics where, where some choose to shift their focus depending on their vibration and, and, and go from a scenario where they are very much in alignment to where they are out of alignment and then judging themselves because they fell into alignment with something they allowed themselves to do it. And then since it was perhaps taboo in the culture, they then, when the vibration drops, allow the judgment to come back, that judgment of self and even the judgment of others. The more you understand vibration and vibrational flow, the more that will become clear to you. How there are things that you give yourself permission to do. And if you remove fear and judgment and you are vibing high and you're giving yourself permission to do it, it is going to be a positive thing for you. But if you're giving yourself permission to do something out of fear, out of judgment, then the, the, the deliverable back to you on that is, is going to be of equal value. It's going to be negative. I think that covers, well, I think that covers the amount of time we have. So we, we will take one more question. There is one more question that you have that, that is, is going to deliver a, a very transformative response for many. Okay. <laughs> I guess I better figure out what that is then. Um, I, I mean, I guess the only question I can think of that's left would be, if it is it possible for someone to act on such feelings and desires knowing that okay do, like and this is really hard for me to put into words so if if there's two people one of them wants monogamy and even like within thought like if one person doesn't even want the other person thinking about others and then the other person so far off in left field, not just thinking about others, but actually wanting to act on it. Is there a way for that person to do it from an up the spiral place where, cause I mean, no matter what the other person could end up being hurt, even if they're honest or if they're not, what, what advice would you have there? Understand that the, the one who is desiring to control the thoughts of another even someone that they are bound to in, in, in a marriage or a scenario like that, that is down the spiral thinking and it is laced in fear and judgment. So the outcome is going to be negative for them regardless. So the other party can discern their preference and, and act as, as they choose to do. And it, it is always no judgment from us, but understanding that the, the acting out in that low vibration of fear or frustration or wanting to, to, to break free of being controlled by another, generally the, the, the stepping out, the cheating that would occur in that scenario is going to come from a low vibration, not a feel-good high vibration. The, the, the feel-good high vibration reaction to that would be to have the conversation 
would be honesty, would, would be the feeling so positive about how they feel about the world and about their sexuality and about their own desires, that they can share those feelings with the other, understanding that they are moving away from being a vibrational match if they ever were in the first place. And, and the, there, there would be pain in that. But a painful scenario derived from the, the honesty and openness from another, the, the reaction from that for the one who is being honest is not going to be as, as negative as the negative reaction from wanting to, to step out in, in a vengeful way. And uh, I'll show you, I'm going to do what I want to do regardless of what your belief is. It's, it's, it's a negative vibration, so you're going to have a negative result. So we're not going to judge any of it, but we absolutely will, will offer the guidance and that anything that you do from above neutral, from up your spiral, from loving yourself, from appreciating all that is, from detuning judgment, that vibration of understanding that you have a desire to, to do something that is a natural physical act, that all beings, all physical beings, all human beings certainly on your planet have, even if they choose to suppress, you are no longer choosing to suppress in the way perhaps you once were. You are evolving to a place where these acts are, are, are something that you're desiring with other people, perhaps multiple other people, perhaps multiple other people at the same time, perhaps multiple other people at the same time of, of, of different gender expressions. We are not judging any of it and we are not guiding you to judge yourself about it. But when you have bound yourself to another who is extremely judgmental about that or even judgmental at all about it, understand that from that high vibrational place, you are going to need to have a conversation about compatibility and vibration. And, and if you are detuning fear and judgment and hold that conversation from a place of confidence, because if you're asking yourself, where's the fear coming from? Where is the fear coming from? The, the, there, there is one who, who, who went through David's boot camp program who had to do just that and became very honest about who they were. And, and in doing so was separated from their child and accepted that mm -hmm. and has, has, has not lived to regret it understanding that the relationship with the child being a high vibrational match will ultimately transcend and survive any temporary separation. The, the, the being honest is such a high vibration. The being who you are authentically with the world and confidence, not in fear, the detuning of judgment and fear is such a high vibration that that is going to place you in such a high vibrational state of being that the tools to, to weather whatever twists and turns come from your honesty will deliver a magnificent, expansive human experience. If you get out of the way of the universe and allow the universe to delight you and allow the universe to deliver an experience from high vibration, that is going to be what you encounter as a human being, that is universal law. But getting down below neutral and fearing of loss, fearing the loss of something, 
over your up the spiral honesty, that ultimately will not be your reaction. But you must understand vibrational flow. You must understand that sometimes there are things that you do that have an immediate perceived negative reaction. But that immediate perceived negative reaction is actually paving the way for new positive creation always. This vibrational flow that, that we are sharing will change humanity and will change the direction for many humans in real time. The detuning of fear and judgment is so very powerful. You are just starting to scratch the surface with these practices that are being delivered that allow you to operate in freedom and joy and operate without judgment of others or self. Operate with the imperfection of life, which is the perfection of life. That indeed was a very powerful question. Much love. That is what we have. Thank you. So have you heard our guided meditation, Source Connect? It's the most popular guided meditation that we offer. And I'm offering it to you right now for free. If you text the word AWAKEN, to 760-284-7665. That's AWAKEN to 760-284-7665. You'll receive access to this guided meditation that takes you on this amazing journey to your natural source connection. It's completely channeled by the stream and backed by beautiful acoustic music by Christo Polani. In addition to that guided meditation, you also get access to our free Facebook group and other Taya tools. So text the word AWAKEN to 760-284-7665. This is only available right now in North America. So if you're outside of North America, join our free Facebook group, the Taya Practice, and you can gain access to this guided meditation there as well. Thanks for listening. And that indeed was a very powerful answer. <laughs> Wow. Good stuff from the stream. <laughs> Indeed. That went and that was great. Yeah, it went in a totally different direction than I was expecting. Really? <laughs> yeah, and then but then it all circled back and then I even tried I thought I was done so I tried to kind of move along and they were like, "Nope. <laughs> you have another question and it's going to be really important." So that kind of forced me to ask it. And then, uh, yeah, I, I didn't even really know what it was. I'm like, okay, let me really dive into this and figure out what that last question is. And now I see why they did that. Because that was, I mean, that was even helpful for me in my situation. It was, it was good. Good. Very, cool. <laughs> very, very cool. Well, you know, the thing about sexuality is, is that it's, it's such a taboo that there's so many things that people sneak around and do for the fun of sneaking around and doing mm -hmm. and the private the, you know, the, it's, it's sort of like the contrast of all things you know the private part of it the secret part of it the sneaky you're not supposed to be doing this part of it is part of the thrill for a lot of people mm -hmm. and i've been there i've definitely been there but ultimately the detuning of judgment around anything is is going to to raise the vibration around it mm -hmm. and the idea of sexuality of just really being a, a, a physical act is true. But I can say for me, with that clarity, I have gone through very promiscuous times in my life and I've gone through less promiscuous times in my life. And I've spent most of my adult life in relationships. 
and those relationships, uh, you know, the first one I had, the other party was always doing other things and, and I wasn't. Uh, and then that resulted in a lot of problems for a while. Uh, and the second one, there really, really, really wasn't much of that. And then in my current relationship, um, we're not open like that. Although we easily could be. Mm-hmm. We, we like having the parameters that we agree upon but I'm very open to anything shifting whenever it needs to shift without thinking that it's the end of the relationship necessarily. You know, I've sort of uh, sowed my wild oats, if you will. And, you know, right now I'm just kind of cool with things just the way they are and and not needing, you know, not having that, but I have an ebb and flow just like everybody else. You know, you, you want different things as you move through these different periods of your life, you want to have these different experiences. And I have allowed myself to experience a lot of stuff. And I had fun doing it and don't regret it at all. But do I, I don't, it's not an ongoing need personally, but I think that that's my unique human experience. And I, I think that we have, uh, you know, just so much guilt in our society. I think women specifically are taught so much guilt and shame. You know, I, I was raised with a mother who, you know, sex was disgusting. Sex was dirty. Any woman that likes sex was a slut. <laughs> you know, that was her mindset. It was, mm-hmm. you know, it's disgusting. Don't ever do it. It's filthy. It's nasty. You know, it just, that was just her attitude, but that's how, that's what she was raised in. And so then you raised... go and do it with men. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry, mom. Yeah. She wasn't real happy about that, obviously. So. <laughs> yeah. It's not happy at all about that. Now she's cool because she's, she's in her completed state. Yes. And she could care less. She's happy. No Same judgment there. Yeah, no, <laughs> no judgment there now. But, you know, people have a lot of expectations for what their children are going to be. That's all rooted in ego because you think your children are supposed to, your child is supposed to be the better version of you that you're going to, you know, right all the wrongs, right? And people end up putting all this pressure on their kids. That you've mm-hmm. got to be this and you got to be that and you can't be this and you can't be that. And, you know, I, I remember when I um, got together, uh, when I was, I was dating, um, I don't want to name names. <laughs> Someone who is Latino, and he said, "Not to be gay and in Latin in Latino culture, you can't be gay. It's not allowed. So we're all hiding. We're all in secret." And we're thinking you're you're not doing a very good job of keeping it hidden, but okay. <laughs> but the families thought otherwise, you know, and they had pretend girlfriends and and all this stuff. And you know, I can tell you when um, I didn't realize how many closeted men there were in the world. Well, you know, other than the ones that I had firsthand encounters with, no pun intended, um, until the internet came around. I'm old enough to remember pre-internet. So I remember, you know, the internet really blossomed. I am too. I remember remember, America online. You know, we used to, we had this big, ugly beige computer in our, in our computer room in our house. And, you know, you, you dial up and, you know, 30 minutes later, you're surfing the internet. (laughs) And suddenly there are all these chat rooms and there were just endless chat rooms of married men seeking other men. Mm-hmm. You know, straight man for man, married straight man for man, married with kids, man for man. And it was just, it was like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just so much of that out there. There's just so, so, so much of that out there. Uh, and then of course I have, you know, situations from from high school and stuff like that where the, the guys went on to get married, have kids and their grandparents now, you know? Yep. So it, it just, it, it's so, 
it's so much more prevalent than our open society allows for. It's so much more prevalent. And then, you know, there, there are really anti-gay people that end up getting busted for being gay themselves. I, I just think that anybody that's vocally anti-gay at this point is covering something up about them. Yeah. That they don't like. Because you can discern your preference. You can be whatever you want to be. It's fine. I don't think all people are necessarily gay. I, I think there's a lot of truth in that Kinsey scale. Mm -hmm. I agree. You're aware of the Kinsey scale, that everybody is yeah. a scale of something. Mm -hmm. And the, the more you allow yourself to just experience things without judgment, then you can really discern your preference. That's for me or that isn't for me. Um, and not have all that judgment. People bind themselves in so much judgment over the sex topic. Uh -huh. They really oh. do. They really oh, yes. do. And, and one of the nice things about being gay is that we really, you know, you, you've got all men involved. So there's not, there's not all of that, that, that programming. Um, once you come out of the closet and you, you come out as who and what you are, and you don't care about the judgment of society anymore, hopefully, um, you know, then you, you can really be comfortable with yourself. Yeah. And I wish everybody could be like that no matter what their sexuality is. And I know everybody can't. And I know there's people that live in cultures that you still can't be openly gay. Um, you know, Michael was joking this morning about uh, a job in Saudi Arabia. I said, well, good luck. It's, you know, the death penalty for being gay over there. So you have a nice time if you want to move to Saudi Arabia. You know, there's a lot of those countries that have those laws still. Yeah. Yeah. I actually got involved with a woman in Bangladesh. It was like, it was an on, online romance thing that lasted for quite a while, but she could have easily been killed if it were found out. And um, one day she vanished on me. So um, oh, I, terrifying. I have, I have wondered if like her family found out I, to this day, it's been, it's you been probably six years. Yeah. And I don't know. I've n I never heard from her again. And wow. Yeah. So it's, well, you know, there's cultures that when, when, <laughs> uh, you know, females are raped, they, they kill the, the, the girl that's raped, you know, it's just very yeah. different. You know, the stream doesn't judge any of it. I understand that. I totally understand that. But for, for Western culture, we hear things like that. But then there's stuff that happens in the United States around sexual identity. That's crazy. I still remember Matthew Shepard, you know, being oh, yeah. on the fence and left to die. Uh, yeah. You know, the, the sodomy laws that were around until not long ago in my home state of Texas and other places. Mm -hmm. you know, I grew up in the South where people think a, a, a type of sex should be illegal. Yeah. The Matthew Shepard thing really disturbed me when I was young because like when I was younger, I was raised in a Christian school and I was attracted to women and I didn't even realize bisexuality was an option. Like I just assumed, well, okay, I'm attracted to women. Therefore I'm a lesbian. Therefore I'm going to burn in hell. I better try to fix this. And I got involved with my first quote unquote boyfriend <laughs> who was gay and he was a foreign exchange student and he was literally in the uni United States because his parents had caught him with another man and sent him to like de-gayify him so he and I were together and and like trying to hide everything and it wasn't until I got to college when I realized okay I'm actually bisexual it's not that I didn't like men it was that I really only knew I didn't like the men I knew <laughs> so and it was it was an interesting transformation for me to realize that okay maybe I don't have to hide but because of that like to this day I'm very adamant about not hiding my relationships like the fact that my partner and I are polyamorous and when I when we meet other couples or people that we date I I am very adamant that like 
I need to be okay with being open with this other person in public. So I'm pretty open about the fact that we date multiple people. And so if we ever get seen with someone else, it's never thought of as cheating. And I realized a lot of that comes from feeling like I needed to hide when I was younger. So for instance, if we meet another couple or other people that are married and hide it from everyone they know, like, we know, a married couple that hides their their way of doing things yeah. <laughs> from and everyone and they again, know. Like, like I was like, talking about America Online, it's a lot more common than people realize. Yeah. People yeah, don't realize the couple next door, you know, oh, they're swingers. <laughs> yeah. So, and so we know a couple like that and on, it, it was never really able to work because we always knew that we'd have to hide. And, Cause I remember thinking I will never be able to kiss either one of them in public or hold hands or go on real dates, like post things on Facebook. So I just, I don't, I don't hide. And that's a really important <laughs> aspect of yeah. how I well, am. But nice not to hide. You know, I, I have lived uh, my life as a closeted, early on as a closeted gay man. And then as an adult gay man, I have definitely altered my behavior when I was younger, depending on where I was. Uh, I remember when I was with uh, Troy, my first relationship, long-term relationship, we went to Sea Island, Georgia on vacation. Somebody cool. gave us their house. I, I did some uh, design work for somebody and they gave us this, this really nice house. Um, it's one of the wealthiest little strips of land in the, in the United States. And it's all vacation homes. And it was like stepping back into the 50s. There were uniformed nannies watching children. Um, wow. you know, was, there, were, there were people there that talked like this, but they're, 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 it was funny. I, I thought I was in a movie or something. I'm like, wow, there's really people talking with their jaw like that. It was really different. It was like this different little slice of ultra rich old money society. And we were the only gay people visible there. And, and we, you know, I'm sure we, we weren't you know, acting gay in public. This was a long time ago. Uh, you know, now I'm older and don't care. And, and I am who I am. Plus I live in Palm Springs where everybody's gay. So <laughs> I think it's like 70% gay men. There aren't a lot of uh, lesbians here, but uh, there's a lot of gay men where I live. Uh, it's very, very common. And I've gotten very comfortable because it's, we call it the bubble here because you go anywhere and there's gay people everywhere, every restaurant, every store. Uh, you know, it's just, you see more gay men than anything else in this town. Mm -hmm. And then when I get out of this town, uh, we went to rural Wisconsin a few months ago uh, to put a, a property on the market. And, you know, it's very different there. You know, Michael and I went into the supermarket and then the girl, you know, Are you brothers, like, why are these two, you know, middle-aged men together? Are you brothers? What's the story? And we don't look like brothers. And I thought it was interesting. I'm like, why does she care who we are? You know, but two men shopping together, what are you doing? Why are you here? You know, that sort of thing. So we had a little taste of that. And, you know, I've joked about moving back to Texas, but there's parts of Texas where, you know, that would be a problem, I'm sure. Central Texas is pretty cool. You know, Austin's pretty cool. The hill country is what I like outside of Austin. Yeah. You just don't know. You just don't know. But I just am not living in fear of anything. So it's amusing to me when we get out to where, you know, people are, are questioning stuff like that. Uh, because I'm just not used to living like that anymore. Yep. So I think we can, the, the one thing that I do want to wrap up with is uh, going back to this whole Kinsey scale thing and everybody coming to terms with we're all sexual beings. We all have sexual desires. We all have a sex drive. If we take fear and judgment out, what do we really want? We want high vibe experiences. And I can say, and, and if you've listened to this deep into the podcast, you're a real fan, so you get to hear this. 
Um, <laughs> I can safely say that I have had high vibe sexual encounters that were just a one-time thing. And I've had sexual encounters where I was just really thinking, I really wanted, I want more connection with someone than a physical act. Agreed. Always. I did, I did learn that about myself, that there are people that can just, it's just a physical act, especially for men. Um, and for me, that's pretty empty, you know, but even if I'm just like chilling and just talking to somebody and having a little conversation and getting into some sort of a conversation beyond just a physical act, which is very, very, very easy to come by where I live. Because again, it's not only a, a huge gay population, it's a gay tourist destination. So oh. there's constant influx of new gay guys coming through this town all the time. And when you're single, you're very aware of that. And I wasn't, I was only single for six months. So um, the, the, the availability was something that in the very beginning was kind of cool. And then after that, it was like, well, this is kind of empty and didn't really do it for me. You know, I, I need a connection with somebody, but that doesn't mean that I need a relationship with them. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, I think yeah. there's something about us. If we take fear and judgment out of it, you can come together with somebody and, and have conversation and have a, a, a good time physically. And it doesn't need to turn into something necessarily more than that. We're all taught that that's, oh, you got to get into a relationship. There's a spark. Maybe that's your soulmate. You know, all that stuff comes along. Well, I kind of make fun of the term soulmate sometimes. I feel like Michael's my soulmate if there's such a thing. But, you know, we met in our 50s. Mm -hmm. So that's probably because we've lived a lot of life. We have a certain level of maturity. We've both experienced lots of things. And, and, and now we're really settled into to being with each other, at least at this period. And I can safely say that if he came to me and said that he wanted to go do something with somebody else, I wouldn't really be bothered by it. I don't want that necessarily to be our way of life because we know lots and lots and lots of open couples. It's not unusual for, for gay couples to be open, especially here. And I, I, I don't want to be in a relationship where I just, you know, never know where somebody else is. <laughs> you know, they're, they're yeah. not, I like to hang out with him. I like to spend time with him. And if he's not at work, I, I want to spend time with him. And, you know, if you're off sowing your oats with somebody else all the time, then you're kind of just roommates. Yeah. And I don't want that either. So you know, I think every, every, I'm summing this up with every person has to decide what they want without judgment of what other people want. And yeah. it's okay for your desires to change over time and not be stuck in a, I am monogamous or I am open or, or I am out sowing my oats. I like that term better than other, other words that we use to describe that. And, and I'm also old, so I can use terms like that. So I, I think it's just understanding that we're vibrational beings. We flow through different periods of our lives. And the more we take fear and judgment out of the equation, the more we might allow ourselves to evolve our thinking and our relationship and our behaviors and our judgment of self and others and, and realize that we, we live endless existences and there's no getting this existence wrong, but this is the one that we're in. So when people say you live one life, I understand what they mean by that. This is the life that we're in and we should in my opinion, experience everything that we want to experience, whatever that looks like. Because if you're down the spiral, it's not going to be, uh, I mean, if you're up the spiral, it's not going to be about harming anybody. I know that. I've heard them say that. I know that. You're not going to harm another person intentionally from up your spiral. You're just not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. And they talked about the honesty factor being like, it's always going to be a higher vibe when you come from a place of honesty versus a place of sneaking around. So like I know in my 
former marriage, like when it ended, we were open for the last couple of years of the relationship, but it was because I came to him and said, I'm not feeling that monogamy is going to work for me right now. And I wanted to be open and he was open to it. And it worked for a while until we realized it wasn't really what he wanted. And then we had to separate, but by then we were in a good place about it. So instead of judging me or calling me a slut, <laughs> it was, he was open to the conversation. That's cool. Well, it's and nice it too that you can have a relationship with someone and you don't have to end up hating each other when it, when you flows apart. Yeah. I, I, I'm on my third, you know, long-term relationship. Hopefully it's my last, who knows? Mm -hmm. I don't know what the future holds. Um, and I'm, I still have a good relationship with my other two. Yeah. We talk, we text, we, we can hop on zoom or the phone and chat about stuff and it's friendly. You know, any, anything that was negative about those relationships is, is in the past. It's detuned. Mm -hmm. it's, there's no fear and judgment around holding a friendship with someone that you once had a deep intimate relationship with. Yeah. Yeah. And I do wonder if I had just gone ahead and cheated on him, our relationship probably wouldn't be okay today. So probably not. And it wouldn't be your way anyway. <laughs> True. Well, thank you, Taya Sexpert, Cat Wonders. It's been <laughs> a, a fun and informative hour or hour and a half or however long this thing went. So thanks it's a about lot. About an hour, I think. Indeed. Thank you. Very good. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the Stream of David podcast on your favorite podcast provider and leave us a review. And if you join our free Facebook group, The Taya Practice, each month, we give away a free one-hour session with a stream just for your posting, your review of the Stream of David podcast. Your feedback is very valuable to us. Thanks again.